The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is the beginning of this past Sunday's Old Testament reading from Isaiah 25. We're just looking at verse 6 today, where Isaiah wrote, On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats, and the, the finest of wines. My dear friends in Christ, once there were these two caterpillars, their names will say Spotty and Tuffy, they were each crawling along on this same green leaf, and suddenly, Spotty began to moan. Tuffy asked, what's wrong? Are you feeling bad? Spotty said, oh yes, I'm so worried about our next life. I can feel that it's about time for me to spin my cocoon. I just know I'm going to hate it. Well, Tuffy responded, but, but why do you think you will hate it? And Spotty said to that, I have heard other caterpillars talking and they told me that in the next life we will not get to eat any more green leaves. Tuffy said, oh no. And Spotty responded, that's not all. We will be forced to walk on only six legs and we won't be green anymore. Well, with that, the two caterpillars, they ended up just walking off on their own, dreading what was going to happen when they would be forced to become butterflies. And now when we hear that story, we kind of think, if only they knew, if only they knew how much better off they were going to be. Instead of eating green leaves, they would be now drinking the nectar of flowers. Instead of walking on trees, they'd be flying beautifully through the air. Their, their colors would be the colors of the rainbow. Such a more beautiful, glorious life of the butterfly as compared to the caterpillar. Yet the caterpillar just couldn't really understand or grasp what's lying ahead just like we'd have to say in this life that when we think ahead, we really just don't know for sure. It's actually kind of sometimes a scary thing to think about what is ahead, except from what the scriptures say to us. And well, today what the prophet Isaiah is doing for us is he's kind of serving like a butterfly talking to a caterpillar, caterpillar could, be, could be serving that caterpillar by pointing him ahead and getting him to think what really lies ahead. Well, the prophet Isaiah, he's describing what lies ahead for us and he describes it as, as a great feast. However, the great feast that he's talking about in this reading is not just talking about heaven. He's also talking about just simply being a part of God's believing family right now and enjoying his grace and love. Isaiah wrote, 
On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the choicest, the best of meat, and the finest of wines. Isaiah is doing for us what we probably would all really like to do. Imagine being able to get away from all of the news reports and the warnings that are out there about COVID-19 and the flu season and the second wave. Imagine getting away from all of that. Imagine getting away from all political ads. Imagine getting away from all of life's trials and troubles for a month or, or for that matter, even a week. That would be something we would think of as being so valuable and so wonderful. Well, what Isaiah is doing here is he's shifting our attention away from the world where God's people are in a constant struggle with a constant conflict with the enemies of God. And when we talk about the enemies of God, we're talking about, of course, Satan, the unbelieving world, and, and our own sinful flesh. And now he's talking about getting away from them and being in this perfect, safe haven. Now he says, on this mountain, on this mountain, it's referring to Jerusalem, Mount Zion, or simply Zion, terms that really refer to the church of God, the gathering of believers, and just being in this church, in the church of God, that's the most perfect place, the most wonderful place. Because we have God's grace and love. We have the forgiveness of sins. We have God's help and protection. And the fact is, is that the enemies of God, the enemies of God, the devil, the world, our sinful flesh, those forces can't really harm us. Next Sunday, we'll be celebrating Reformation Sunday, and of course we'll be singing A Mighty Fortress is Our God, and, and I'll just take a couple lines from that hymn, from, from the Lutheran hymnal, our old hymnal, where it says, And take they our life, goods, fame, child, and wife, let these all be gone, they yet have nothing won, the kingdom ours remaineth. And as long as we believe in Jesus, well, in this life, we'll have life's trials and troubles, and sometimes those troubles may be kind of great, but in Jesus, we're perfectly protected. We're perfectly insulated from them really hurting or harming us. And of course, when Jesus takes us to the heavenly Jerusalem, then we'll never have any of those troubles ever again. It's something so wonderful to look forward to. Nothing can really hurt or harm us, Isaiah says. The Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats and the finest of wines, a, a, a great feast he's describing here, and it comes from the Lord Almighty, that it comes from the Lord reminds us that it's not a feast, it's not blessings from God that we can 
earn or deserve. It's something that comes to us just simply because of God's grace, his undeserved love for sinners like us. And that it comes from the Lord Almighty tells us that he has the power to provide us with this great feast, this amazing feast that lasts forever, and it, it never lets down. It's a perfect feast forever. And now just think about that a little bit. Imagine if you were told that you had to host a party and this party was going to last for weeks or months or years. How could you possibly keep a party like that going? But this great feast, well, our almighty God, he's got a great feast for us that's going to last forever, perfect, wonderful, forever. And he says here that, oh, this great feast is for all peoples, for all peoples, reminding us that Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, it paid for the sins of all people so that all people could ultimately enjoy eternal life in heaven. But of course, we do also have to remember, Jesus did say, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Well, Isaiah says, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats and the finest of wines. As I'm reading this verse, I'm picturing this Thanksgiving dinner where on the table there is the turkey and the stuffing and the mashed potatoes and the gravy and the sweet potato and the sweet potato casserole and the, the green bean casserole and the cranberries. And think of what else you would have on your Thanksgiving table. And of course, the pumpkin pie for dessert. But all of those things are on that table and there's hardly any room for your plates or your silverware just absolutely filled with all kinds of great and wonderful things. And all you can say is, wow. And, and especially, thank God. It's kind of like the caterpillar breaking out of its cocoon and realizing it's changed life and saying, wow. But God's great feast is an even better wow. And God's great feast, well, it'll be perfect in heaven, of course. But it's always already begun for us right now because we have God's grace and love and forgiveness. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, help us always to imagine the great feast we'll enjoy in heaven and, and help us also to realize the great feast we are enjoying right now in your believing family because we have your grace and love. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.